Now, if you're someone who you took soul cycle classes, right? Let's say, let's say between like 2011 and 2014, right? If you ever took a soul cycle class during that time, you felt the community, you felt the love, you felt the passion in that room. And community was such a core value of theirs that that I think really set the stage for boutique fitness. And it really allowed me as a consumer at the time to feel like I was part of something bigger. And to use this campaign today as pitting one company against another and trying to steal clients in this like tacky way is just so against what their early day values were. And I think that's where the brand confusion is really coming from, at least for me. Hey guys, welcome back to the Friday Society Podcast. This is the podcast for anybody and everybody in the health and wellness industry that wants to grow their business. I'm your host, Alexa Qualley. I'm the CEO and president of Forever Friday Consulting, where I work with private clients one-on-one to help them scale their brands and reach amazing people. On this podcast, we talk to industry leaders and experts that have built really amazing brands within the health and wellness industry to teach you how to do the exact same thing. I've worked for some of the biggest names in the health and wellness field, like Lululemon and SoulCycle, and I take everything that I've learned, plus our industry's amazing experts, and bring it to you. All right, guys, let's get into the episode. It is a really good one, so drop me a line on Instagram at foreverfriday.co, and let's get to it. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. I'm going to keep this super, super short. It just felt really timely that I kind of wanted to just pop on here and talk a little bit more about what's been going on with this whole soul cycle campaign. Um, I did, I said this on Instagram, but I don't think I quite said it here, that I am just taking a little bit of a break from the podcast for July and for August, just because there's so much going on in the world and in my world of, you know, Forever Friday and work. Um, And I haven't actually taken a break from the podcast since I started it a year and a half ago. So I know a lot of shows will do seasons and things like that, Um, but I'm just taking a little bit of a two-month break. I am still recording, so even just this morning, I recorded with Sadie Kurzban, who is the founder of 305. That was a really cool episode. I'm excited for you guys to hear that. Um, But September is when pretty much everything is going to come back full swing with a whole bunch of amazing guests. Um, But again, I just wanted to, you know, pop on and sort of talk about what has been going on with the SoulCycle campaign. So if you don't know, um, earlier today, SoulCycle announced a campaign that if you trade in your Peloton bike, they're going to give you 47, you know, or the equivalent of whatever your Peloton bike costs in in in-studio SoulCycle credits. And obviously, yes, this is a very um, like grabby, like attention grabbing, you know, marketing campaign. What's funny about this is that about a month ago, I had a few friends who work for Equinox who told me that this was going to happen. They were like, you know, super curious about your opinion as somebody who worked for SoulCycle in the marketing department. Like, what do you think? Um, And, you know, I sort of told them what I thought about it. We had a discussion, but then nothing ever came of it. So I was like, okay, you know, they've decided they're just not going to move forward with this campaign. Hopefully somebody at SoulCycle put the kibosh on this because it's a bad idea. Um, 
but they didn't and it came out today. So I kind of just want to like dissect it a little bit. I did. I posted a reel and there's been a lot of conversation. So it was funny. I actually was thinking and I was like, oh, I want to have a longer conversation about this. And then I was like, oh yeah, Alexa, you have a podcast on this and with this entire audience that cares about this stuff. So really curious, um, you know, what you guys think about it too. So definitely send me an Instagram DM. I'm loving talking to you guys about it there. So just want to say, like, let's just sort of set the scene. So Soul Cycle is definitely a press buzz name, right? Like I've had a lot of the, the you know, the early stage employees of Soul Cycle on the podcast, and they're always talking about how it was such like a press darling because it was the first, you know, the first boutique fitness company that really made things like sexy and fun and they made spin fun again. So it's not shocking to me that this campaign that they've launched has really caught a lot of attention. So definitely not shocked by that. But I will say over the last two or three years, SoulCycle has definitely taken a pretty sharp decline. And yes, 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 COVID is a huge part of that. There's absolutely no denying it. But they were on a pretty big downtrend right before COVID as well. I know there were some rumors of them closing a few different studios, um, Chelsea and Woodbury in particular. Chelsea, I think they did close. Woodbury, I think that they ended up not needing to. But there was a lot of things happening. It wasn't just COVID, right? So something that I'm sort of seeing with my private clients and people who are in my Friday Society membership, like you guys are around the world, right? It's not, I'm in New York, but it's not just what's going on in New York fitness. I kind of get to see what's going on in the whole world. And that is that spin as a standalone class is just not as popular anymore for a lot of different reasons. Like, yes, COVID happened, so there's heavy breathing, right? And I think a lot of people feel uncomfortable being on a spin bike. Yes, people bought Pelotons, so I think they're just sort of figuring like, okay, well, I can do that part at home. That's still not it for me, though. I really think it's this huge conversation around strength training and the importance of building in mobility and building in strength into your everyday routine that it's just 45 minutes of sitting on a bike is just not the trend right now. It's way more like my Pilates clients are crushing it, even hit classes, you know, places with more sort of equipment. Those places are crushing it, but standalone spin studios are really not. And that was happening before COVID happened. So that's sort of just, you know, setting the stage of what I think SoulCycle is dealing with. I do know that they are dealing with about 10 to 30% utilized classes. And for you guys listening, I know that you know, you know, the numbers I like to focus on, right? With my clients, with my members, with you guys, it's important that you know how full your classes are. And if you're, you know, if you're not in the fitness world, utilized classes or your your percentage of class being utilized is just how many how many bodies you actually have versus how many you can take. So back when I was working for SoulCycle, you know, I've said this before, but I was the regional marketing manager. I oversaw 26 studios. I had five direct reports there. I sat right under the SVP of marketing. What we were looking for for a healthy class was about 70, 75% utilized. Of course, you can't have that all the time, but that was sort of our average benchmarker for a healthy day of the studio. 
And that's generally what I like to see from the rest of my clients as well. Again, totally depends on how many spots you have available in a class. That's obviously going to impact, you know, the numbers and the metrics that we're looking for. Um, But yeah, okay. So that's just sort of like a little bit of background. I will also just quickly say, you know, I've said it, I think a few times before, but my experience working there was very, very chaotic. Nobody ever felt clear, I think, on what we were doing. Um, There was a lot of turnover in senior leadership. And I think it's sort of been that way for many, many years. So just for example, and this is just my own personal experience, but I said, you know, I sat under the SVP of marketing. I was there for one year and one month. Um, Two things that were notable about that is that that doesn't really sound like a long time to be working for a company. By the time I left, I was the longest standing employee on the marketing team. Um, So that was fun. And I had four SVPs of marketing as my boss in the one year and one month that I was there. So a lot of the marketing campaigns never even really got to see themselves to, you know, their full, their full life. Um, so that was a little bit strange, but this was also, I think this was in 2017, 2018. So this was after the founders fully exited. So I do just want to say that, you know, their episode of how I built this is one of my favorite podcast episodes, like ever definitely inspired what I wanted to recreate on this podcast. Um, and if you have listened to that one, I'll link it in the show notes too for you guys, but you just can tell that I think Julie and Elizabeth didn't want to have sold to Equinox. I think they really regretted their decision. Um, because there has been, there's been a lot of trouble going on at SoulCycle HQ. So that's just my personal experience of working there. But anyway, all right. So let's move on a little bit. I did say I'm not going to make this episode long at all. Um, Okay, but let's talk about this campaign, right? And let's talk about why it's problematic. So I understand that they're desperate. You know, I had actually, he's the CEO of one of my favorite boutique fitness studios. Um, He sent me a message on Instagram and he was like, you know, they're, they're struggling, right? Like, I think this is just a ploy. It's just a way to get them talked about again, because their classes are so empty in so many markets. And yes, I totally understand that. But for me, that's sort of saying like, hey, you have no money in your bank account. Are you going to go to the person next to you and just steal it out of their wallet? (laughs) Like, no, you're still not going to do that because morally that's a shitty thing to do, right? So it's still like, yeah, people fall on desperate times, but that doesn't mean that all of your morals go out the window. So that argument, I'm just like, no. Okay, right. So then I actually had another friend, Alex, who sent me, or she commented on my reel and she was like, you know, this is treating the symptoms and not the cause. And that is what I really want to dig into because I think that is so critically important. Now, if you're someone who you took soul cycle classes, right? Let's say, let's say between like 2011 and 2014, right? If you ever took a soul cycle class during that time, you felt the community, you felt the love, you felt the passion in that room. And community was such a core value of theirs that that I think really set the stage for boutique fitness. And it really allowed me as a consumer at the time to feel like I was part of something bigger. And to use this campaign today 
as pitting one company against another and trying to steal clients in this like tacky way is just so against what their early day values were. And I think that's where the brand confusion is really coming from, at least for me. So, you know, that's just, there's like, there's that one, right? So there's, there's that point of the community just being obviously very clearly gone now from their core values. The second thing I just want to say is like, as a larger industry, the question is, how do we keep community as our core value, right? Like the fitness industry is, it's, I'm not going to say it's oversaturated because I don't believe that. You guys know I don't believe that. I think this, everybody has something unique about them that someone else is looking for, but it's full. Like we definitely, there's a lot of studios and a lot of instructors and a lot of people. Like there's a lot of you guys that listen to this show. You're all in the same industry, right? But it's like, you're not against each other. It's like, how can we work with each other? So if you are listening to this podcast, I am going to assume it means you like my approach to marketing. It means there's something about me that you find, you know, valuable to your business. And my approach to marketing, which you guys know, is that it can be fun, it can be authentic, it can be free, and it can be the best part of your day. And I fully, fully, fully believe that. And that's like my goal is just to allow you guys to have fun building your businesses. Like that is my ultimate goal. Marketing to me is seeing our clients as their best, happiest, and healthiest selves. And the fact that we get to make money and create a life while that is going on is just the icing on the cake. So to see, to use this marketing campaign and to see them using this marketing campaign as such a negative source of like bad vibes is I think really what is just sitting so, so wrong with me. So, you know, something else that I just like, like the third point, right? I guess I'm just sort of like rambling a little bit, but it's okay. What I love to preach to my private clients and to my members of the Friday Society is working together, right? So like back to this conversation of of having sort of this saturated market, you know, how can we collaborate, right? So like, this is something, you know, I we just held a webinar about this in the Friday Society membership was this month was on press partnerships and collaborations and what to do when you secure these amazing collaborations, right? Like if you're gonna do a corporate event, how do you make sure all those people that you're teaching this corporate event to enter into your funnel and that you can send them an email and you can say, hey, this was so much fun. If you want to find more of this, like here's where to find me. I'd be thrilled to hear from you. So really optimizing your collaborations. What is my entire focus in the monthly membership for the month of July? So it is, this was, I think, just where I felt I was like, oh God, this is so timely, but so interesting. Like I just have to talk about this. Um, But one of the options that I gave one of my members was like, okay, cool. You're a Pilates studio. You really focus on mobility. Let's collaborate with a local run club and then a local smoothie shop and let's make a full day of it. Right. And so that's what she's doing. She's organizing this whole event. It's fantastic lead generation for for her. She's getting some really cool clients, but she's also having fun in her community and meeting new people. And that's what it's about, right? Like it's about getting in front of other people's audiences, having fun with it and doing it in a way that feels good for everybody involved. So, you know, I just, I think there's so many different ways you can do collaboration and this campaign from Soul is just not it. The last point that I just want to make on this is 
it is not okay to force people to come back in studio if they're not comfortable. Now, I know the industry went through a lot. You guys, like you guys know this. I filed my LLC to help boutique fitness studios with their marketing on February 21st, 2020 what is that, 17 days before the pandemic really hit and my business totally went to shit? Like, I I know what it went through. I reinvented. I know you guys reinvented too. But the pandemic is still going on. COVID is still very real. Do not force people to come back if they're not ready. So an example that I really loved and that I think did this really, really clean and classy was Barry's. And I know I've talked about Barry's a lot lately, but I just, I am, I really admire a lot of the stuff that they're doing. And I did actually get a chance. Um, I was invited to a class taught by Joey Gonzalez and he's the CEO of Barry's, um, And it was amazing. And he and I got to chat a little bit afterwards. And there's a lot that they're doing that's really classy. And something that they did a few months ago was they did a re-engagement campaign. And a re-engagement campaign is something that I focus on with a lot of my members, with a lot of my private clients. It's just basically like, you know, these people who were really frequent, let's say they were coming between four and six times a month pre-COVID, but I haven't seen them since. How do I reach out to them? So Barry's in a few select markets was pulling a list of the people who were frequent And they then reached out. They were frequent prior to COVID, hadn't seen them since. And they dropped five free classes in their account. And they said, hey, you know, they're there when you want them. And I thought that was such a classy way to get people back in, as opposed to, you know, when you look at it in contrast to this soul cycle thing of like, oh God, (laughs) like when you look at it in contrast of this soul cycle thing of like, give us your Peloton bike and come in right now. It's just such a strange thing. So if you are considering running a re-engagement campaign, keep in mind that there are just still some people that might want to come back next month. Maybe right now they're just not comfortable. So I think so much of this is also just honoring people's boundaries and what things have shifted into for them. Like you might be having some people that are going to do their Peloton a little more, but they're still going to come into the studio on their, you know, their beloved Thursday 8 a.m. class, right? So it's like, how can we make sure they come to every single Thursday 8 a.m.? So anyway, that was just the last point that I wanted to make about it. Um, I was talking to my dad about this, actually, and he very stoically said, it smells of weakness and not of strength. And I was like, whoa, okay. And so I wrote that down and I was like, damn, dad, that was pretty good. But it's true. It smells of weakness, not of strength. And soul cycle, we can feel your desperation coming through and it is just not a good look. Um, the, you know, I guess I was talking to somebody else about this on Instagram, but we were chatting about like, okay, so if you were Peloton, how would you respond? And I said, if I were Peloton, I would just post like soul who and leave it at that and just see what happens. So we will see what happens. I'm super curious about it. Um, But that's it. I kept this under 20 minutes. I miss you guys, but I'm so excited. There's so much really cool stuff happening. Um, 
And if you did, if you want to hop into the Friday Society membership, you guys know podcast listeners, you can hop in for $50 a month. It is literally the best deal. We have we have office hour calls all the time and you get access to past recordings. So our July marketing webinar was fantastic. There's been a lot going on in the Slack group with all of the amazing members just talking about all the collaborations and things that they've been doing since. So I love seeing you guys. I love seeing your businesses grow. This is just, it's my dream that I get to watch you guys have fun with your businesses. Um, And that's it. Okay. Remember just only classy marketing campaigns, only ones that make people feel good. All right. If, if you're into this, like cringy marketing, I might not be the girl for you. Um, All right, guys, you made it to the end of the episode. Thank you so much for being here. It means the world to me. If you haven't left a review yet, I would be so, so grateful. I read every single one and they help me and they help the podcast. They help my visibility. So definitely encourage you to do that. And if the content of the episode was relevant to you, if it helped you with your business, I would love it if you shared it to your stories or if you sent it to a friend. That is it. I will see you next week. And again, thank you so much for being here.